Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I immediately regret that Captain Tom joke. Best in the world on this microphone, in this ring, even on commentary, it's VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion, and Andy Robinson. This week, it's Game Awards season. Yorkshire T want 150 quid off of you, and EA wants your voice in their games. But first, how are we doing, folks? Andy, sore head this morning? No, 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 no. I just popped into the pub last night to watch uh, Man United um, get absolutely U-turned. Um... <laughs> Then what did I do? I came home, uh, spent two hours trying to resist buying a, a, a Steam Deck, mm-hmm. uh, played a bit of Diablo, and then I went to bed. I had a lovely night's sleep, and here I am, all rested. That's a that's a very wholesome um, evening. It's astonishing to me that Andre Onana is somehow the worst goalkeeper in the Champions League in a tournament that includes Joe Hart. That's just that's impressive, if anything. That's, that should be record-beating. Um Chris, do you think you're a better goalkeeper than Andrew Onana? Um, I'd give it a go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't see why not. Um, I'm just, I'm just, um, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked at the moment because I've just found out that uh, the actor who played Jimmy Corkill in Brookside has died. Um, God, God rest him, Dean Sullivan. Well, one for the, the episode kids. not dedicated to him. <laughs> I know, but I only just found out like two minutes before coming on. I can't believe you're expecting me to carry on. Okay, um, we'll have a, we'll have a ten bell salute. Such a state. Um, one, one of the greatest cheesy moments in TV history was the last episode of Brookside, where every the, the basically the, the the whole streets shut down and people have spray painted "Game Over" over all the doors <laughs> of Brookside, and then um, Jimmy Corkle like sadly walks over in the Brookside close um like street sign and takes out spray paint and changes changes it to Brookside closed. And then oh. there's a wee smile and walks away, and that's the end. The end of Brookside. God rest. Were it. people not going to live there? Like, what was? The, were they the? Were they demolishing the whole street, or were they just? I don't. I just cancelled the show. But I mean, I, I don't remember that. I don't actually remember why it ended or how it ended. So these um, these thugs have just destroyed this street for all these new families to move into, and they've just spray painted the whole. I'll be honest with you, it was a long time ago. The the the, the main storylines we all remember is the the controversial lesbian storyline, the controversial incest storyline. In the controversial man under the patio storyline, um, Brookside is very much, um, yeah, groundbreaking, literally in, t- in terms of the patio one. <laughs> what are we drinking uh, this week, lads? Chris, you've got. Have you given up on the Iron Brew energy drinks? None of them. All, all four of them were were mediocre at best. I'm yeah. sticking with the, the Iron Brew extra, the the, the kind of sugar free. Fair. Um, um, Andy, I think last time you were here, you were talking about maybe getting into the energy drink game. Have you succumbed? Uh, you know, you I just... had, I had, um, I had one of those those amazing moments this morning. Like for anyone like me who who cannot operate without a coffee, um, I I kind of turned on the uh, coffee machine and realised that I'd ran out of coffee capsules. Mm. I had a no moment, like I'm not going to be able to function for this podcast. Um, and uh, I spanned the rotisserie round. There was just one capsule that had fallen <laughs> out. No. Yes. 
It's glorious. You know, you're going to have to get some today or the exact same thing will happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know, it will. It absolutely will. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into this week's headlines. Just for those keeping track, it's a, it's a white monster today. Not one of my favourites, but it was what was in the fridge. Story number one, a new EA patent lets players apply their own voice to game characters. As spotted by Very Alley Gaming, the patent, which is named, quote, generating speech in the voice of a player of a video game, was filed in 2020 but was published last month. The patent describes a process in which players, quote, input data that represents speech content, which is then passed through a synthesizer module, a voice inverter, and a vocoder to generate new dialogue based on the sample. That's how I I do it, to be fair. Yeah, (laughs) I was was reading that and I was thinking, that's a bit of a rudimentary way. I I, I would have put the converter before the synthesizer, but Mm. what do I know? Yeah. It is quite a convoluted way to where the end result is that you could just talk over the uh, gameplay yourself. (laughs) It's It's like Mario! Everyone Hello. on Twitch, everyone on Twitch does that anyway. Everyone who, play, who streams games on Twitch always does comedy voices over the. To replicate the voice of you who sat <laughs> exactly. there and can speak. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, the the patent explains that previous attempts at generating speech in games often involves text to speech systems where the game receives text and uses a synthesizer to generate audio speech. However, this patent says that quote. Such approaches usually require many speech samples, e.g. hours of speech samples, in order for the synthesizer to accurately capture the voice. Uh, And if a different voice is needed, the synthesizer would need to be trained again. This leads me to my question for you, Chris Scullion. Hello. What video game character would you like to apply your voice to? The the obscurer, the better. And because it's you, and I know you'll answer something from, like, the, the, the Commodore Amstrad BBC Micro era, um, it has to have been voiced originally. It has to. Oh, it had to have already had a voice. Uh-huh. All right. Well, then, in that case, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit from Epic Mickey Two: The Power of Two. <laughs> Are you one of the three people that actually played that game? Congratulations! Listen, I love Oswald. I'm a big Oswald Mark, as they say. Um, is Oswald still kicking a ball? Is he still? Is he still? He's still back. Does, Disney, bought, Disney bought the rights to him. Um, swapped the rights to him for ESPN or something like <laughs> back in the day. Like, <laughs> Oswald. In fact. Oh, here we go. Oswald plush here. He's got his Oswald flashlight out. The magic, okay. the magic of the audio medium. Love Chris Scullion is holding an Oswald the Lucky Rabbit plush. <laughs> he's definitely, um, he's, he's certainly lucky. Um, no, yeah. Well, I, I, give us yeah. a blast of it. Give us a oh, blast what? to your Oswald. Well, no, because the whole point is it's my voice, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> so, this is my Oswald. Hello, uh, Oswald here. <laughs> voice actors do voices. <laughs> I know, but if I'm doing, if I'm putting more voice, this situation. If I'm putting a voice, voice actor. If I'm putting a voice in an EA game, and the whole point is, is my voice, then I'm not going to put a daft voice on. No. All right, mate, Chris Cow, you there? I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be All myself. Right. I'm Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. <laughs> um, I would like to voice you know, one of the orcs that show up in the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games, so that when 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 you go into your friend's game, your orc could pop up and go, "Oi, I killed you last week. I'm gonna kill you again. I know where your mum lives." Um, I think that would be quite enjoyable. But um, Andy, as someone who already has a cartoon, uh, I, voice, I think I think you you've, you two have nailed it. Actually, like I mean, I was gonna um, say the merchant <laughs> from Resident Evil Four. Uh, it looks sounds like you guys would do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> what are you buying, you mug? What are you buying? <laughs> uh, what are yours? Um, yeah, this is a strange one. Oh, Chris, has this fallen into the realm of patents that get patented that we never hear of again? Probably, but you know, so I, I don't mind this one. This, this seems to be a running theme on this uh, podcast, which I'm not entirely comfortable with. It's me defending <laughs> AI. Like, every, every single time we do an AI story, I end up going, this will be all right. 
Um, I think <laughs> one of the the big fears about AI voice generation is is people people's voices being replicated without their consent. Whereas you're very much giving your consent here. Um, so I think it's fine. We've seen what like deep fake and voices and stuff are like these days, where you only really need twenty seconds of someone's voice, and AI can generate whole like passages using that voice. So I imagine didn't, this didn't like this Nvidia blow this pattern out of the water? Didn't they show earlier this year a technology where you could talk to an NPC for a microphone and it would just generate responses mm. based on what a narrative designer had written about for the backstory of this character? And yeah. you just sit there and you can talk to them. People put it into GTA mods and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I think <clears> the difference <throat> is that when, when in those GTA mods, when the when the, the text is generated, it comes back as a kind of robotic sounding uh, voice, whereas this is the next step where th- it actually sounds. I mean, like but it's, it's, it's first. It's it's uh, you know early doors though, right? I mean, oh, they'll improve yeah. that. I mean, certainly the um, I seem to remember the Nvidia demo being really impressive. Mm. I mean, that to me is the obvious you know use of AI if you're going to do it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm up for anyone that. Yeah. really want their character to sound like them. <laughs> Everyone hates the sound of their own voice, right? That's Not a me, stupid brother. idea. Imagine Whoever came play, up with that patent at EA is a plonker. Imagine playing Zelda and the whole argument over whether Link can speak or not, and then they, they throw in the new argument, what, what if he spoke like you? Is that, well, yeah. that's even worse. Yeah, great. <laughs> than having him speaking like anyone else. I'd be, oh, no, no thanks. No, in Nintendo, they wouldn't actually tell you that it was voiced by you until the game came out. They'd be completely well, the, secretive about it. The other problem is it throws up even more kind of copyright and like kind of issues because... Um, if if it's like the way AI, the, the whole point of this patent is that it doesn't need hours and hours and hours of samples. Um, you can only presumably record like 20, 30 seconds and that's enough. Um, there's nothing to stop you holding the microphone up to a film and suddenly you've got Jack Nicholson playing Geralt or, or anyone from any Tommy movie Weasel. you want. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure yeah. iPhone uh, 15 already does this. Mm. <clears throat> like the latest iOS, you can have it. Uh, can tra- tell it to train based on your voice, yeah, and then all the dictation will be read in your voice. Mm. It already does that. So yeah, this is this is a rubbish patent, a rubbish <laughs> story about a rubbish patent. Let's move on. <laughs> Good job, uh, EA. Thanks, wasted EA. everyone's time, EA, including us. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> My iPad doesn't work with your charger. Story number two. Publisher confirms Time Splitter Studios faces closure before Christmas. Uh, Studio Free Radical Design faces closure before Christmas. Publisher PlayOn has privately acknowledged. VGC reported earlier this month that Free Radical was at the threat of being closed just two years after it was established as part of huge company-wide cuts at Embracer and its own publishers. Although Embracer has yet to public- publicly confirm Free Radical's position, sources told VGC that PlayOn has now acknowledged in a company email that the Nottingham UK-based studio could be closed on December 11th following the completion of the consultation process. Quote, as we move through the consultation process and face the potential closure of Free Radical Design on 11th December 2023, I want to express my gratitude for your commitment and the remarkable work you've done and still keep doing. Role play on uh, VP Worldwide Studios and Talent, Lars Janssen. Um, Andy, you've been fed in this one out. Um, we're thinking this is it. People have yeah, radical. I think it's, it's just a, like a natural progression of my last story, really. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, un, under UK employment law, you've got to be put into consultation for so long, right, based on uh, how many employees you've got. Um, so I think it's 30 days for them. And they've got around 80 people, I believe. Um, so it, it, this was always coming. It's always like a, in legalese speak, they have to say, oh, we're exploring possibilities and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, like 
it, there is a small chance that someone swoops in during that period but for all intents and purposes they they just want to get rid of it right i mean mm. it's a ridiculous situation another ridiculous situation for um this preposterous you know a capitalist monster that's just buying up stuff with little regard for the people who actually work for it or probably their consumers this uh, studio was formed two years ago reformed you know after it had already closed you know 10 15 odd years ago to, to to make this game that fans have been waiting for that had already been cancelled once before the first time they they closed and now they're being closed again like it's just the amount of energy the waste of energy uh, and talent around this is is just pretty disgusting mm-hmm. all of these these people who've like you know probably relocated and you know kind of dedicated two years of their life building this game that's now been shelved because somewhere else in their business the graph goes down it's 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 you know it's nonsense to be honest um there's still a small chance that you know someone swoops in before the 11th of december i think was the date but from the free radical employees i've spoken to no one's expecting that um there was even after we published our story um i i did note that I think a big reason why I published the first story and a big reason why probably, you know, various people wanted it out there is uh, because, you know, like if you're, I mean, we know what it's like for me and Chris and when they close um, CVG, when a company does that, they're quite happily for you just to, they'll ask you not to tell anyone, right? Sit in silence and then just get made redundant, please. Yeah. When actually you want people to know about it so that you can get a job or hopefully someone buys you. Yeah. Um, that is in the interest of the employees. And it was nice to see after our first story, like a bunch of other kind of Midlands-based studios came out and guaranteed interviews um, for their employees. Mm. And um, I actually noticed yesterday after this latest one that uh, Splash Damage um, quoted our tweet. Uh, I haven't got it in front of me, so this might be slightly wrong. And they basically said, we've already interviewed like a dozen of their employees and we've already given a dozen of them jobs. So, you know, it's already happening. I think there is pretty much no chance of yeah. this decision being reversed you know um, the the at bulkhead uh, also quote retweeted vgc yeah saying, that's oh, the splash damage yeah oh is that part of that okay yeah. still accepting applications um and five incredible developers have already been hired and several more will be sent their offer letters uh this week so as i'm not really au fait with um that kind of part of the uk but it seems like there's there's still there's a lot of developers down there there's potential hopefully for a lot of people there's, to there's, tons, of, there's tons of developers um you know we're, we're one of the development hubs of the world um and especially um right now after the pandemic um there's there's been such a demand for for kind of experienced developers um i mean i had I, even after my story i had a bunch of people reach reach out to me and say like you know we, we you know without them saying sounding like malicious like oh we actually need loads of people mm. you know we can help these guys um so yeah hopefully they all land on their feet but if, for me it's just like it's a big gap in your waste of your life right everyone wanted to see that game. at least let the game come out and flop yeah you know yeah. it's uh, and the crap thing is the way the way games are made these days it's not like they can even they'll be in the future hope that their their work will ever be kind of on earth one day like you look now you're, you're constantly getting prototypes from the 8-bit and 16-bit all the way up to like the Dreamcast and PS2 era People are sharing old discs with the prototype versions of games. So games that never existed, you can still in the future, like hopefully someone will stumble upon this disc and you'll get to see what they were working on. But the way games are made these days, like nobody has like a disc 
with, with yeah. the, those games will be kept on play on servers and probably deleted at some point. Um, and we'll never get to see what they've been working on for the past two years. Like this, 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 this will just disappear, and all their work will gonna presumably just be for nothing, and nobody will ever get to see it, which is like yeah, depressing. Even if you manage to like get the 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 file or whatever, you would just be greeted with like a loading screen, like a menu screen that would yeah. like connect to the servers or whatever. It's, it's, so I, I imagine that that this kind of thing happened, and it happened with uh, Battlefront Three, as you say, um, that just videos of this game will come out and the, the time splitters, man. What a, what an absolute cursed license! Like I wonder. I wonder how close that was to actual completion, um, and I wonder if anyone picks it up after this, because mm. presumably Embracer will be selling anything they can for like a fiver. Um, terrible, terrible stuff, and a crap year that will probably continue. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, I've got, I've got sad news for you. Well, it's not not Sega. somebody else. Jim has died. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody from somebody from El Dorado. You, you, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody from Home and Away. <laughs> Uh, Sega says Sonic Superstars had quote a weaker start than anticipated oh never mind that there's a dog on the pod video if you're an audio only listener get on the video right now because there's a dog on the pod look at that tiny thing he's, he's <laughs> she's going to behave um, quote this is from Sega uh, Sonic Superstars was released in October which is a slightly weaker start than we'd anticipated. But in reality, when the Sonic IP sells the most, it's mainly November to December, and more than 90% of this title's marketing costs will be spent in the Thanksgiving and holiday season from November onwards. Chris, why on earth did they release this game alongside the first (laughs) new 2D Mario in about 700 years? (laughs) It's unbelievable that they're coming out saying, that's weird, the Sonic game didn't sell as well as we told them. You came out three days before Mario. (laughs) I wonder what happened then. (laughs) What the hell? Did you think think everyone was going to go, actually, never mind Mario, Sonic's back again for the first time in a year. Um, Do you know what? It's a good game. That's the thing. I'm not concerned about it. Like It will continue to sell. It it just won't. Obviously, its peak is passing by all accounts. It did well during Black Friday, but um, it's one of it's one of those annoying stories because the, the amount of Sonic defenders that were on Twitter last night after we wrote this story, um, loads of people on all, all the Sonic fans coming out saying this doesn't mean it's a, a failure. This doesn't mean it's a failure. It's like I didn't say it was. I'm just saying that, like I'm literally quoting Sega. Sega themselves have said they didn't sell as well as we'd hoped. Like I'm not our story. We're not. Someone thought it was we were doing a hit piece on on Sonic. It's like we're literally <laughs> quoting Sega. What do you want me to say? Um, so was like, this was this was they said this before Black Friday. It's like aye, but they were disappointed then. They still were. It's like it's fine. It'll do okay. It'll it'll sell fine. It's got good review scores. Chill. Yeah, bit bit odd that one, right? Mm. Yeah, very odd. I don't I don't know why they did that. Is is, is there it... must be if there was a Chris Chris Dring, um in here, I'm sure he had some sort of explanation because yeah. there must be one because it seems bonkers, right? Yeah, I mean it'll, yeah. it'll be fine. I, I don't I don't understand why they were so why. Why they even had to say that? I suppose the financials they have to say all oh, the first kind of because they, 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 they would have had predictions and, and obviously the predictions weren't met. But it's like, so what? It'll it'll, it'll do well. It'll keep selling. Yeah. Don't worry, was... Sonic fans. It's everything's okay. You're you're enjoying a good period just mm-hmm. now. Just enjoy it while it lasts because we, we know with Sonic these things don't always last. I mean, we got to see Shadow's feet yesterday, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it was pretty exciting. Um, did you see that the the absolute Sonic nerds, the Alex Donaldsons of the world, were freaking out about um, the logo for the new film being the same logo as Adventure Two, because this is. I don't, look. I I'm a man that has a a, a Christmas Pikachu sitting next to him, so I get it. It's just I just 
I just don't get why Sonic, you know? Chris, why Sonic? Think about it for a minute. Because Philosophize he, why Sonic. Because he's a rad dude with a tood, I believe. is A, is a, a tood being shot for attitude, of course. Um, oh, of course, yeah. The tood um, era, my favourite wrestling the, period. The, the tood era. Um, it's just Sonic's the, the... Sonic is the... Try to think of a good analogy here. Um, if if Mario, it's nostalgia, is, isn't it? Right? Yeah, pretty much. It, 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 so Sonic was the, for the slightly older kids who wanted, who thought they had an attitude, like that. Your your, your wee brother played Mario and you played Sonic, mm. that kind of thing. So Sonic is the, for the cool kids, for the kids who thought they were cool. So your um, wee brother played some of the greatest games ever made, and you played Hash, essentially. I'll, I'll um, to be fair, I'll, do, I'll defend Sonic. I, I, I do like I do like a Sonic game. Even, even I think like, it's, I, I loved Sonic when I was a kid. I was probably a bigger Sonic fan than I was a Mario fan when mm. I was a kid. But let's be real, Sonic has not been great for like best part of twenty years, yeah. right? So it's, I guess nostalgia plays a huge part, and I get that. Like I watch as someone who's not really paid attention to the Sonic games much since Dreamcast. Mm. Um, but was a big fan. Like I, those, I got a big, you know, kind of thrill out of those films, right? Yeah. Like uh, the, the nostalgia and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know why. Why? I, you just, I guess it's which is one of those fan bases where when you've suffered so much, you get a bit culty. You yeah. know, backs to the wall. It's like Arsenal fans basically <laughs> just being abused and rubbish. And, uh, <laughs> there, there's lots of extremes when you talk about Sonic. Like the Sonic fan base love absolutely everything. And the people, there are people who hate everything about Sonic, but I've always been kind of like, like Mario games have been consistently excellent. Sonic games have been consistently fine. I mean, like, what's like what's the, what's the worst Mario game of the last twenty years? Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're bang on as well. You couldn't have been quicker. Sunshine's <laughs> yeah. the worst one. Yeah, yeah. And even then, it's better. What's the that. second worst one? Uh, New Brothers Two on the on the Wii. I really like that, but really? again, I... you're pro- again, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, that, but both of those would be like the best Sonic games. Yeah, yeah easily. I think if, if Sonic got a game as good as Sunshine, Sonic fans would be talking about it for fifty years. Sonic, game, <laughs> Sonic games have been con- con- consistently okay, and you'll, yeah. you'll get good ones like Mania. Mania was excellent. Superstars was excellent, but for the most part, they've been like six, seven out of ten games, and that's fine. I can't wait to play Superstars as well. Superstars like, and again, that, that says a lot that I've not played it. Yeah, because I was busy playing bloody Mario Wonder. Yeah, but this, this you know, you, for you the mean second this, time. You mean the sealed Mario Wonder? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Every, every week he flaunts it. It's unbelievable. You've not like Chris. Chris, our official Nintendo magazine's Chris Scullion has not played Mario Wonder, has not played Tears of the Kingdom, and has not played Pikmin Four. I've got a result. You need to hand cool. in your Nintendo card, mate. Give it back. Listen, he's Xbox hoodie, but he's played like Forza. Yeah. And all the rest. Yeah. I made yeah, it, he's made it. yeah. 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 He's completed Redfall. Need to put some achievements on Pikmin 4, don't they? You'll we're be not, well in there. We're not getting into the review code debate <laughs> in public. <laughs> 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 the point is that um, Mario Wonder is, is my, my uh, reward for uh, finishing my book, and that's, I've, I've been steadfastly stubborn. Yeah. What are the other that. two rewards for? Just, just living, just making it to forty, <laughs> with, 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 without, like. without having to dye my hair. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's, um, that's the result. Still having dark hair. Um, the, I really hope you enjoy Mario Wonder. In those thirty seconds between finishing this book and starting the next one, you'll probably get through like one or two levels, and that'll be that'll be you. I'm, I'm quite jealous, actually. That is an amazing Christmas game. Yeah, like in the, you know, like where you'd obviously you'd have Christmas games when you're kids, but 
ones when you get a little bit older you'd save one for mm. christmas right i yeah. haven't done that for probably 10 years mario wonder is a tremendous christmas i think game. i think that might actually be subconsciously why i'm doing it as well because like I, i've been i joined the first internal magazine in 2006 and i've done most of the mario games and like i've always you know it's like when you review these things you have to hammer through them i've never actually i've not been able to sit down and enjoy a mario game since probably sunshine uh, like like without having to rush it um, this I, I think I'm getting myself that Christmas feeling again. Is like this? No, I'm going to have like a Christmas game again, like I used to. And it's and you know what as well? It's, it's great in multiplayer. Like I play it with. Um, I'm playing it again with my daughters, mm. and it's brilliant just to like have them, you know, kind of lead it, and you can kind of help out a little bit. It's yeah. much. It's a much much better multiplayer game than the previous ones because uh, uh, they hated New Super Mario Bros. U because yeah. I, and this is a problem that I had with those New Super Mario Bros. games as well is that. They made the multiplayer like purposely antagonistic. Yeah. Mm. Like, like, ah, oh, I've nicked all your stuff. Ah, oh, I've jumped off your head and you're dead. And, you know, I bumped into you and you didn't make the jump. Great. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'm having a great time. That's grim. Uh, also, so- Sonic Superstars are also not good in co op. Uh, no. Just warn you in advance. It's, it's too fast. It's like, the, 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 and as soon as you go off the screen, you kind of come back in like a, like a bubble type thing. And because it's so fast, whoever goes first, everyone else gets stopped off the screen instantly. It's like it, it just mm. it doesn't work. You, you, nobody in their right mind should have thought <clears throat> Sonic would work as a four-player co-op game. Um, I've not. Well, obviously, really, really poured one out for for sad old me. I've played every game this year, so I have nothing mm. to play over Christmas. Um, it's sad really days. it's a really tragic episode. Although I'm pretty sure I'll get a review code before Christmas that I can be playing. But um, play Forza. The, yeah, I play, well, I have played Forza and it, it looks nice, but I'm 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 completely broken on semi semi racing games i just can't i can't play them for more than a couple of races and I, I need i need like i need so, chris i need somewhere that i can go and sit down and really think about the history of cars perhaps like, with a, cafe, a, like a kind of gran turismo style cafe is what you're thinking yes yeah, something like that something that i can just have a, a week a week cup of tea and a biscuit and i can be told how the combustion engine i love works. how chris chris just totally missed the satire there yeah oh, i got it you mean like gran turismo no i, I got it yes, I, that I, was the joke i yeah. got it I, I just it was more for the benefit of the listeners who haven't played it and, and therefore <laughs> didn't get it i thought i'd just join the dots like fill, uh, fill them in that's one for the heads. That's one for the people that know that we make fun of Gran Turismo every week on this podcast. Um, after we come back, we've got a, a Jeff Keighley triple header and a, a controller made out of tea. We'll see you in a minute. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we are back. Thank you for your promotional consideration, whoever's sponsoring us this week. Um, Chris, who's sponsoring us this week? Um, awkwardly, I believe it's a box set of Brookside. Oh. Um, so, oh. I mean, the, the price of that's going to rocket. Yeah, I imagine so. Um, when I was when I worked in HMV briefly, every time a musician died, we would get an email being like, following the sad news of Gary Glitter's untimely Sell, passing. sell, sell. <laughs> yeah. 
like they they had a like a stand that they would bring out and it'd be like remembering the death whoever and then yeah <laughs> death <standing>. exactly <laughs> the undertaker was just standing next to it like oh g- get your whoever died cd so when you when you when you brought it out did the like other members of staff ask you like what are you doing jordan you just said oh, i'm just death standing nice that's good that's good that's strong what was the year everyone how... died was it 2016 that's, they might have well just kept yeah. it, kept it on the floor the entire time yeah, Bowie died that year. And a lot Prince. of people parked it. Um, it was a good moment on BBC Radio that year when uh, when Bowie died. <laughs> they came on the news and they're like, uh, "This morning we're starting with the news that David Cameron has di- uh, David Bowie has died." And for a wee moment, we met it. Everyone was like, "Yes!" And I was like, "Oh no, no oh, well. David, no big Dave, no Dave. foreign sec David Bowie." Um, we have a Jeff Keighley triple header. Keighley's all over the shop. He's ready for the Game Awards. Do you know who's going to be at the Game Awards? Who's going to be presenting Game of the Year? One Andy Robinson. Um, if you do get to present Game of the Year, Andy, and do you know, I, do you know, it's quite bad because I was actually there last year, right? Uh-huh. And I can't remember who won Game of the Year. I was sat there earlier thinking, who won Game of the Year last year? I can't remember. The only reason I remember it being Elden Ring was because... So you can't remember El- either? Elden Ring. I only remember right. it as Elden yeah. Ring because the guy rushed the stage after it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the well, usually, usually they get the previous winner to uh, to hand out Game of the Year, right? So maybe they're going to get that kid. Get that kid. <laughs> hand out Game of the Year. Because you've got, you got to think that Miyazaki's not flying over to give, like, you know, yeah, he's to give Baldur's Gate Game of the Year. Yeah. No. Although, if they get that kid to do the the... In fact, I can't even. Well, I can't, they've already. I'm not going to talk about it, but there's a moment in Alan Wake 2 that that kid could replicate wonderfully. Anyway, let's get some Keeley news going. Speaking of that kid, uh, the Game Awards security will be tightened to prevent another stage invasion. Uh, this is Jeff Keeley as part of one of his live streams. Both the Game Awards 2022 and Game, Gamescom opening night live were disrupted by unauthorized people. I love that phrase. You're not an authorized person, you're not lanyarded uh, coming onto the maybe, stage. Maybe they're just going to give Jeff a gun. <laughs> <laughs> give him a samurai sword um the incidents have raised concerns for the safety of keely and other guests who take the stage to give and receive awards and discuss upcoming games in a q a stream on twitch keely was asked if he'd be taking more security measures for this year's show keely said he was but he didn't want to go into specifics for would-be invaders who wouldn't know the security ones in advance it's gonna be oh. held in like a, a, a mma octagon <laughs> Says, yeah, there'll, there'll be two guards here and two guards there, and we'll leave a gap here. So just if anyone's taking notes, I like to picture that. You know, have you seen clips of Pink on her recent tours where she gets like hooked into she gets hooked into like a circus harness and gets thrown like across the arena? I would like that to be uh, Jeff's escape plan. So if anyone steps foot on stage, he just gets launched to the other side of the arena, and he still keeps going. Talks about Shik Hydrobot. Um, quote. We definitely have plans that we're trying to do all we can to keep me safe, but also everyone watching the show, the audience, and people participating in the show and everything. I feel quite safe being here, but I do appreciate I'm glad, you, I'm Jeff. glad they, they want us to be safe. Like, yeah, we're going to get, get two heavies turning up at the door. Um, <laughs> nah, I've just got Tom Ivan win AK-47. It's certainly something we're thinking about. We appreciate the concern. Uh, Andy, you were you were in the room when it happened. How long before people realised something was up? Did was there a wee nudge nudge like who who is this wee guy with a Do you know what? I don't, I'm, I'm getting. I don't know if this says more about how much I had to drink there, or <laughs> how old I'm getting. I don't even remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I honestly, I think at that point, all I was thinking was how quickly can I get out to the hotel bar mm. because there was a lot of people there, right? 
Yeah. And those, uh, for people who've, who've ever been to LA Live, those tables in the JW Marriott are highly sought after. Like you need to get out and get yourself a table because you're securing your future for the next six hours to get one of those tables. <laughs> so I probably wasn't even watching at that point. I don't think it helped that I was, um, I got sat like my seats, right? They were sort of like, so at the, the, the theater, I don't think they do like the top floor, the top tier, whatever mm. you want to call it. They kind of do the ground, the ground floor seats, the, mm. the good ones. Um, so they don't feel the whole place. Um, and I was sort of like midway to the front and to the left. And, I, and um, in front of me was just like, there were no, the, the seats on the side were like, there were no seats on the front or the side. That was just like for production staff and stuff. Mm. And I've, so I was like at the front of the left, like halfway to the stage. Like, oh, these, these are quite good. Yeah. And then once they started, I just had a big crane in front of me, camera crane. <laughs> so I basically had to watch the thing on some guy's monitor, like who was on a crane. So I probably didn't even see it, probably looking at the crane. So you're basically the Chris mm. Kamara of the Game Awards. <laughs> There's someone yeah. Yeah. Yeah, going, oh, just me. Did he? Did he? Right. <laughs> I, I thought that was a developer. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff Keighley. Um, Do you know as well, Like it's, it's almost like it's the football thing, right? For those of us who go to live football um, often, you can relate to this, that when you're actually there, you don't see as much as, yeah. um, as you do on the television because you guys watching at home, you've got all the audio. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, so, you know, you hear him say Bill Clinton and oh, he's all sorry. And, and you might even have a commentator, obviously in the case of football, telling you what's happening. Yeah. When you're in the room, you're just like, what? Because what like, I'm just seeing like a blob in the distance on the stage. What yeah. was, was that? Did something happen? Yeah, there's a rumor spreading that something happened. Did it? Mm. Man on Reddit says this. Yeah, we need to get Ali McCoy commentating the the, the game, game awards one. going forward. I, th- I think we could probably make that happen, Chris. We could have a word. Yeah. Um, what's what's the guy that does all the flowery stuff? Peter Drury is that him? The the commentator that does the the big long soliloquies about every player is mm. like it's it, it's the boy who became a boy at Chelsea, who became a man at Liverpool, who became a man again at Chelsea, and it's literally like Reese James taking a throw in. It's like calm down, mate. It's no it's not that big a deal. Um, yeah, my the, favorite one. I don't. I don't think he's with us anymore. I'm sure he was called Dick Donnelly, and he, he used to do during Scottish football on the radio. He used to do all the the Dundee games because he lived up north and he had this really nasally uh-huh. like up north accent. So he'd always cut. Well, so we'll see what Dick Donnelly has to say. And he go, "You're joining us here at a Drichen Drizzly Dens Park, Dundee." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most garbage chat for the most miserable game. But yeah. Yes, if he's dead. Sadly, Charles Richard Donnelly, aka Dick, uh, left us in 2016. So. Oh, 2016 again. Yeah. It was Prince, <laughs> Bowie, and Dick Donnelly. Get the death standing out. <laughs> HMV had the best of Dick Donnelly. <laughs> uh, next story The Game Awards uh, host and producer says uh, Jeff Keighley says that he's considering a best remake and best supporting actor. Chris. A best remake? Do you think I, I'm not going to ask Andy about this because I'm going to let him charge up his remake versus remaster engines? Because he's not of it. I'm no not, one I'm loves this chat more than Andy Robinson. <laughs> Good idea, best remake. Nah. I mean, Resident Evil would absolutely sweep it this year, but yeah. But then what happens next year? Hee-haw. No, no. The Last of Us Part Two. No, that's a remaster. That's a remaster. Um. So yeah, no, no, uh, no. Andy, an award? Good idea, bad idea? I think it's a great idea. I, I think the um, you, you see like from the reception to the, uh, that story that we've put out that I think there's a lot of interest. I mean, every 
um, kind of player of video games now and kind of knows what a remake is um, without getting into the details of remake versus remaster. Um, you know, like I think it's something that players care about. I mean, to Jeff's point, I mean, I've, I, I mean, I used to uh, run the golden joysticks for a couple of years, so I get that, you know, that it is difficult in terms of making categories that are going to be consistently relevant. Um, so he said like, you know, there might not always be a remake, but for me, I just do remake or, or, um, re-release best remake or re-release or something like that. Right. I mean, I guess you're delving a bit too close to that. Oh, they just put cyberpunk game of the year edition or whatever but there's always going to be now consistently remakes and remasters every year mm. like i'd love to kind of actually sit down and analyze that and go well have there been any gap years recent where there haven't been yeah. many i think they should do it absolutely and uh, best supporting actor as well i think that yeah obviously that gives one. gives more more um more recognition to you know, people who are um, kind of behind the, the screen, so to speak, behind the camera on, on these games, because there's now way too many of them for just one category. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they should do both, personally. The problem is if you do Best Remake, they'll just go and nominate Dave the Diver anyway. He'll <laughs> 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 end up winning it. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's the, the problem, like, you're at the behest of, of, um, of the, in this case, the media outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my personal opinion is I think the Game Awards is the best run um, game gaming awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's better than BAFTA. I think it's better than the, the Golden Joysticks and uh, and all the others that that you you would name the, the big hitters. Agreed. Um, and I think part of that is that I mean again without blowing my our own horn because obviously we are a media outlet. Woo! I think the best the, the best the best people for for this job are critics. Agreed. They are like I mean I went and worked in game development for four or five years and i went in thinking wow like here we go gonna meet the real experts here and again without putting them down like they are experts in making games mm. but they don't have time to play everything yeah. they don't they make they're making games yeah like people think like oh you know cory barlog and drew um Druckmann and stuff like that neil Druckmann are like the uh the, the real like heavy, they play everything and they know everything inside out they don't have time yeah. to play everything inside out they're too busy making their games and if anything, a lot of them might even consider it as somewhat of a distraction. Mm-hmm. So the real experts in, uh, you know, in the professional landscape of what games are good are critics that are playing everything, right? There are very few people out there, consumers, who play everything mm-hmm. and also, you know, are critically um, astute. Um, like I was the freelancers that I'd always, they were my go-to. You know, the freelancers that, that have to review absolutely every game and. That's why you kind of see, like, on the critical side, on game sites, innovation gets uh, overly rewarded and iteration gets overly punished, right? Because the guys reviewing these games play everything. Yeah. Like, it always, like, I remember it opened my eyes once when I was on CBG, like, 10, 15 years ago, where um, I was at the football or something, and some friend I had there was telling me about some game he was really enjoying, and we'd given it, like, a 6 out of 10. Like everyone had like kind of like given the middling reviews and he's like, I absolutely loved it. And it was a real eye opening moment. It's like, but the perception of someone who plays two games a year, he doesn't care if this is a massive knockoff and not particularly, um, you know, stand out within its genre. He he doesn't care. Whereas a critic does. Right. I've digressed massively here anyway, but. So <laughs> what was even the original question? And, uh, that's, that's better than Paul they, they basically, was. like, so um, the Game Awards is, for those who don't know, they have 130 outlets across the world, including BGC, 
who 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 vote basically for you know the 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 nominations and then we put our winners in and that's uh that's kind of mixed with a public vote as well which takes up a a portion i mean nothing's nothing's perfect um but i personally think this is this is the way to go i don't disagree with any of the the winners of many of the winners of the past um you know again as someone who worked on the other system when i was briefly um <clears throat> on the on the, uh, the management team for the golden joysticks which is entirely public voted the developers really care about that really like you I mean when i was at the award like um uh from software and stuff like that like when they won game of the year there you could say it really mattered to them that it came from the fans. Mm -hmm. However, as someone who was behind the scenes, trying to manage a public voted awards is a nightmare compared to something like this. Yeah. I mean, people are here saying, oh, Dave, the Diver's not an indie game. That is a small crumb compared to the absolute nonsense you have to put up for when the public are picking everything mm -hmm. because they will just vote for whatever they've heard of. You know, you have to be so on uh, with your categories, um, because if they don't resonate with the audience, people just vote for. It's like you do like stuff like I think we'd like best family game, and you got core gamers voting for this, right? Mm. They don't care. Yeah. Like a Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero win every year. Guitar Hero, Guitar, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> you know, best best graphics I've heard of this game. You know, uh, you know Diablo, yeah, whatever. And, and also, They're not you, like really putting thought into. And it. And also, on the other hand, you get people who care too much about specific games, and you end up with like skewed. Oh yeah, because it becomes like a community. You get like a you get like a, get like a world of tanks situation where every single person who loves World of Tanks is told to go and vote for it. The World of Tanks, wins, yeah. And when everyone else is like, "What?" It's, it's skewed massively. I mean, it's interesting though because I'm sure um, because they, I, I'm, I understand that the because they had one publicly voted award at the Game Awards, um, and I think their website right now you can vote for like nominate your game, mm -hmm. and someone managed to pull the extract the data of like what's leading. And I think someone said bar one game, the game of the year nominations are exactly the same mm. as, um, as the critic ones. And I'm sure it was cyberpunk, which was the exception. And it's like, well, they've got a massive community, which they've probably pushed yeah. to, to go and vote. I mean, as, as, so again, as someone who has firsthand knowledge of that, well, the golden joysticks, the CBG, we, I was in charge of like speaking to all of our editors and coming together with the nominations. We saw all the votes in live t in real time, you know, I, I did absolutely everything other than the, the running of the event itself. Um, and it, that made a huge difference. If it was a company that had a big community that was willing to push them, then they've got a big chance, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, <clears throat> I do wonder the, the, I think maybe there's, this is going to make me sound like a total dick, but there's a lot of um, people that vote for the Game Awards that obviously can't play as many games as someone who is in the mines twenty four seven, and I have often wondered if there's a, if there's a place for like a, like an expert panel of like you have to have played everything to get onto this kind of thing. Well, I mean, but, these are the uh, what do you mean? Like, I mean, all the there's one hundred and thirty outlets. You look at them all on there. Their teams would review pretty much everything. No, I'm talking about individuals though. Like someone who can say confidently that they have played everything that is on that list. Um, if there's because you know the way that the way that um, BAFTA do it, there's like a group of like ten people that basically Yeah, um, but I mean we get to BAFTA. BAFTA is a completely other different problem because the thing with BAFTA is that you it's uh professionals within the games industry who are willing to pay money yeah. um to be on BAFTA who then get sent fifty million games 
um, which you can't possibly play as an individual. Um, Like it's not like they. I mean, it's it's from the film model, right? Mm, You send someone all the films a year, you can bash them out. Like they're an hour, two hours long, right? Yeah. You're not doing that with a 40 hour game, like, you know, 140 hour games. So BAFTA has the opposite problem where obviously people, the games themselves, companies themselves have to pay to put their game forward. Mm-hmm. So it's not everything. Um, and the, 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 the juries are a, they're professionals, right? So again, like they're a mix of like game developers and like community managers and, uh, publishing, uh, staff and, uh, all like very, very knowledgeable people in, in the game space um, who, you know, absolutely should have a say. But for me, like it, 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 you can't expect a, a panel, uh, you know, of people who, who haven't been able to play everything to be choosing the winners. Because again, you look at the BAFTAs, the stuff that wins is usually the stuff that's the most accessible. Mm. I mean, I was not surprised in the slightest when Vampire Survivors won Game of the Year because they can all play it in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. final fantasy 14 or big mmo is not winning game of the year anytime soon because none of them will play it yeah. it's yeah. it's a different issue um very quickly last keely story um he's getting rid of the world premiere uh because he wants uh first looks and reveals and things to stand side by side chris what do you think of this because personally that makes me a bit sad because i think the world premiere is about hype and I like hype. I like games. I'm delighted. I'm delighted it's going. Because I've had ar- really? I've had arguments in the past during like while working on these things, like when we've been covering them. Um, I don't know if it's been v- certainly at VGC, but certainly in the past, but whenever you got like world premiere, um, I would actively be arguing with people while we're trying to do work, saying this isn't a premiere. <laughs> this isn't like a lot of it is like trailers for games we already know about. And in my by my definition, that's not a world premiere. That's like a new trailer of a game. We are. in my definition, a world premiere is. You have never heard of this, and this is a big. Um, well, I, that's really agree. interesting because I was when even when Jeff was talking about because he was talking exactly uh, in terms that you you are mm. right, like oh there was stuff existing, but well premiered. They're well pre- they're premiering the trailer. Well, in that case, every single the trailers thing, are well premiered. In that case, every single thing they're showing that night. Is well, that, that's premiered. that's what they're saying. Yeah, so, so they're taking the branding off. Yeah, which is which is correct because if, if, unless you should only be saying world premiere if it's a game nobody's ever heard of, and if that's not the case, then. If you're going to say it for everything, then punt it because it's it becomes. But I might as well just say, "Here's a trailer," because that's what it means. Then yeah. at that point, everything, I think, everything, <clears throat> every single thing they show as a world premiere. I think it's a show. shame. I think it should keep it. I think it should. I think it should, should, well. I, I think it should keep it, but only for new games. Yeah, I agree. I agree to, to differentiate between. That is not exactly. So when yeah. when it says world premiere, you go, "Oh wait a minute! Here's some. Here's a new announcement." Not, new trailer. Not, here's, here's trailer three for Call of Duty. It's like, You've seen this before. Exactly. Um, very quickly before the next story, Chris, favourite reveal ever? While you're thinking about this, I'll say PlayStation Experience Last of Us Part 2 for me. Chris, your favourite reveal? It's got to be the uh, Zelda one when Miyamoto came out with the sword by the princess. What was that? Was that Skyward yeah, Sword? Was princess, was that... I think. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I was there. That was amazing. That's got to be that. That's my, my top two press conferences that I've been at. That's... I can't choose which one's the best number one. one the Konami, the Konami one with the wrestlers in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that one, that was E three oh four, I want to say, mm. and they announced the Nintendo DS. And at the time, it was like, I mean, obviously, it seems like really like antiquated now, but um, it, it it was like, 
here's a you know a brand new metroid game running on uh, nintendo ds and he's like oh my god like a big 3d first person shooter here's mario 64 running on what like a freak before that you've got gba mm-hmm. he's super nintendo graphics right yeah. um it was incredible we didn't know that exactly the same time sony was showing psp which obviously made it look rubbish um <laughs> but you're in that and you're like oh that's amazing i think they've metroid prime 2 resident evil 4 um and then yeah that trailer at the end everyone just went ballistic because around that time everyone was so much resentment towards the uh wind waker because of obviously how they changed the art direction um but probably topping that was the playstation was it 15 or 16 Mm. you're never beating you're never beating you're never beating back-to-back last guardian shemu free uh final fantasy 7 remake yeah Yeah. i mean i don't give like like a toss about any of those games really like i've never been a big like team Ico guy i'm not a big final fantasy guy shenmue like is just way out of my rear view mirror now um but even i was like whoa oh my god <laughs> in the room it was like incredible like the the, the that's why we need to go back to in-person yeah. stuff yeah. you're just never replicating that from a crappy live stream no agreed where is Hip Hop Gamer? We need him back. Hip Hop Gamer, was, Hip-hop gamer was there going mental. <laughs> yeah, of course he was. It's, like, it's, it's, it's so disappointing anytime we're covering a Nintendo Direct or one of these things and we're all in a chat like similar to this and writing and something big for me will happen and I'll go, oh, and everyone's just going so <laughs> a blank expression on their face I'm like but they're bringing back cooking another code yeah. to us. <laughs> who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Nintendo have never been really big for it to be fair mm. like yeah. they they always like I mean obviously I've been doing directs now for like 10 years but even before that like a lot of the Wii stuff was you know it wasn't positioned for the megaton it was yeah. more like let us show you how the balance board works for like five years remember, before do you, that do you remember, everyone remembers remember the awful Wii U one where when they first showed the Wii U it spent it must have been 15 minutes showing that Luigi's Mansion um, Nintendo Land minigame they, they, yeah. they, like try to say look at this this is how asymmetric multiplayer works and everyone's like hey, you've lost us like we, we don't care you're, you're giving us a tutorial here that's lasted forever get a move on that was I, I was also at uh, the um sony 2006 i think it was at the pitch sony pitches lot the uh ridge racer ridge racer and uh, uh, oh man like I was, I was so jet lagged as well because i think it was quite <laughs> late because usually they do them uh in the old olden days um I think it would be Xbox would do the day before. So it's probably like Sunday or something. Mm. And then on the Monday, it would be Nintendo in the morning, first thing. And Sony wouldn't do this too stupidly late. It was really weird, like, because the others were positioned so that in Europe and everywhere they could watch it. Um, But they would do this late. So for those of us susceptible to jet lag, I was super jet lagged. And they're showing me that bloody game Africa with the rhinos, (laughs) like, you know, ears just fluttering. And here's Ridge Racer. It's, that is peak old Sony. You'd never get an Africa these days. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah! In hindsight, in hindsight, we all long for uh, that crazy bonkers Sony now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. You, like, you present an Africa to Jim Ryan who slap you across the I face. I do remember those days, like when Sony went on really late because we, when we were at Future, we'd, we'd be covering it, and we were like literally at the office like three, four in the morning, um, with the security guard coming in, going, "What What's going on?" Like, <laughs> don't ask. Yeah. And trying to somehow get home in London, like it was before they did all night tubes. It's just absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Before all night tubes, before Ubers. Yep. Yeah. Just walk, mate. Yeah. Get stabbed to ribbons. Um, Worth it. 
final story. <laughs> worth it for the premiere of Tokyo Rain. <laughs> <laughs> final story. Yorkshire T is selling 150 quid PS5 and Xbox Series XS controllers. They've been designed by Pope Art, whoever he is, and come with a, certif- a certificate of oh, he's authentication. The, he's, the, he's the guy that does... Um... He does like loads of like Xbox uh, kind of like fan skins and designs and stuff like that. Ah, He's quite well known on the social media among <clears throat> the kids. Oh, I'm not interested. Not interested, mate. Um, the 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 design on the controllers is meant to emulate a box of Yorkshire tea. I asked the VGC maniacs, um, what what product or what anything really they would like to see collaborated with a controller. Uh, our, our friend of the show, Lucy James, says pickled onion monster munch. Which um, brought to mind that I've not had a, I've not had a Monster Munch in in years. Maybe every every time I go to Japan, um, my friends there ask me to bring them packs and packs of it. Really? Um, Why? Dan Dan Robson, who edits IGN Japan, um, I bought him like a massive multi pack, and he said his daughter just ate the lot in like one sitting. He got like <laughs> a, you know fisting. <laughs> See, I prefer the beef ones. I know I said that's really? unpopular. Oh, they're, they're all they are all good. Yeah, they yeah. are all good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, when, right, how do you how do you eat a monster munch, Chris? Is that correct? Usually answer, orally. Tends to work, but tend to get most of the nutrients that way. Um, <laughs> I just eat, I just need a bit of water. I don't I don't bother with you don't get idiots to like like do it a, a toe at a time and like oh, this boy correct. this guy here. You've got to enjoy it. Nah. There will, there will come a time where they don't make Monster Munch anymore. That is that is on the endangered there'll, species. There'll come a time, there'll come a time in your life where you don't have a lot of free time and you can't spend twenty minutes in a bag of crisps. I certainly won't, brother. Think anyone's going to procreate with me? Don't worry about that. I'll I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> uh, we have uh, from our friend Tamur Hussein a wee Bombay Max uh, oh, controller. Yeah, yeah. Tamur used to sit there with like a you know like a, a, a what's the name of a, like a Costco wholesale <laughs> bag of Bombay Mix. That'd be that'd be him at two in the morning covering that Sony conference with his definitely, Bombay Mix. Definitely. Uh, what it is. Um, a, a good suggestion. Uh, well, there's a oh, frazzles. Can you still get frazzles? Oh, you can't beat frazzles. What a crisp! Are they what, a crisp? what a crisp! Ah, <laughs> oh, frazzles. I, I, you can. Oh, you ever had a frazzle sandwich? No, oh, I'm not a yes. crisp sandwich man. I, can't, I, I don't. No, want yeah, do you know, I might have crisp sandwich now <laughs> on the podcast. Just eat it into the mic. <laughs> Between your dog going mental and the crisp sandwich, it's a real audio cornucopia this week. Thing is, she um, likes a she likes a crisp as well, so she will be going mental. Yeah, my my dogs like crisps too. Um, we're dangerously we're dangerously from... verging on. Do you remember opal fruits territory? <laughs> just, just, just opal fruits and marathon <laughs> bars. wine gums. Now. <laughs> uh, that was from <laughs> Rosalie over at PC Games, and this is. I mean, this is, as you say that, this is a lot of uh, old school shit. Although, Aaron Bain, friend of the show, are we MD2020? But to be to be fair, MD2020 is basically the colour palette of all these Xbox controllers they keep shitting out. It's just absolutely radioactive nonsense. Mm. Like, um, But, uh, Chris, product crossover with a controller? I mean, Iron Brew's obvious. That, that, that That's like, that's, yeah. that's an obvious answer. They'll make an Iron Brew controller and not let you have one. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Like they've they've got the the weekend group of Scottish influencers who they give all the all their crap to, and I'm not I've never been part of it, despite flying the flag for all these years. 
Um, oh, that's, the place, that's the place to be, mate. If you want Xbox shit, Apparently you've so. got to be in their circle. Speaking of influencers, I think uh, my dream controller would be a Mr. Beast themed controller. Oh, and nice. Every, every yeah. time you press the share button, it does a really kind of self-congratulatory YouTube video about how to make sure that everyone knows that you've shared something. Yeah. I cured 2,000 people's blindness exactly. with these big, bright white teeth. That, um, like, by the way, there's a good YouTube extension that will put like Mr. Beast on any YouTube thumbnail. So it's just like that picture of him being like, that's exactly, that's exactly, across that's anything. Exactly and it'll be like, what I'd love to see footage from the war in Gaza with Mr. Beast, like, yeah, um, which is enjoyable. Andy, what's your favorite product? Um, other than VGC, of course. Other than VGC, the greatest product. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, beef hula hoops are quite good, aren't they? Oh, are we beef hula hoops? Mm. Although I feel like, see, when you eat a hula Mc- hoop, or beef McCoy's, McCoy's. Oh, beef yeah, McCoy's. Uh, beef McCoy's. Do you know those? You know those new crisps they brought out. The um, and it's absolutely their product is, uh, sale is is right on point. The um, Walkers are they called Max? Mm, those ones are good. The ones that are supposed to be tastier for people on the booze. <laughs> I got yeah. some in a train station. I think our train was delayed. And it's like, these are amazing. I went back and got another pack. Yeah, even, even as someone who doesn't drink, the, the cheese and whatever the hottest ones are, the cheese and, I don't know it's cheese and jalapeno or something, but the, 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 they're fantastic. They're, they're a, they are very good, good crisps. crisps. <laughs> they just basically just made a pack of crisps based on like a recipe from 20 years ago before they like halved the size of the contents in the bag. Yeah. Took all the flavor out. I tell you what I don't like. I'm not a fan of the salt and shake. I think I had, I, had a bad, I had a bad memory with salt and shake once at school. Um, where <laughs> did you accidentally just eat the no, salt? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> See, for, for those not familiar, from those different across the put it up across beak. the continent who don't know, it's salt. It's basically a bag of crisps or chips, if you will. Um, and you you came came a wee blue sachet of salt that you would pour in, um, and then shake the bag. Um, I was rather vigorous with my shaking, so I put the salt in, closed the bag, and shook it like mad. And the, just the, basically, the top of the bag ripped off, and the crisps just spilled all over. So I get the zero crisps from from that bag. Uh, so yeah, ever since then, uh, salt shake can piss off. Vigorous shaking, it will make you go blind. So um, before we go, uh, I went to see the first four episodes of Pokemon Horizons. There is a review on the site that was good fun. I got to meet Captain Pikachu, which was a, a lifelong. Uh, goal of mine um the the craziest thing is see see inside those big pikachu costumes if you get too close you can just hear because they've got fans like shooting onto the people's faces yeah and and i was just thinking like when it was five thousand degrees in japan over the summer they had like a big pokemon parade and it was all of people in those costumes yeah they do they do every year yeah yeah even even captain i was was about i was about to say like i went to one of those parades uh, they have in japan every summer Man, it's like Japan's like hotter than the sun yeah. in uh, in the summer. Like, I can't think of anything I'd rather do less than be in a Pikachu costume doing a dance <laughs> in Japanese summer. You'd lose some amount of weight, to be fair. See when when Captain be dead. when Captain Pikachu <laughs> when Captain Pikachu faints. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think his his daughter like builds a Pika spa? <laughs> Move on. That was that was that was that was, my, that was my Captain Tom reference for the month. Oh. Someone Photoshop that joke going don't, up to heaven. With I've Captain already Tom regret it. So don't. So Matthew don't, Perry and Alan Rickman and Johnny Brookside. Alan Rickman, that's going back a bit. <laughs> that was 2016. Oh, that was also 2016. <laughs> Theme of the podcast. Oh, I wish I'd died in 2016. Chris, you playing games this week? <laughs> um, it's mostly Game Boy stuff, to be honest. Um, what did I play? Oh, in FIFA. What are you playing Game Boy stuff in aid of? <sighs> the, the Game Boy Encyclopedia. It's, it's going to be quite the tome. Um, where can you get it? 
anywhere, mate. Like, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere that sells it. Anywhere that sells, funnily enough, um, beef monster munch will also probably sell the Game Boy Encyclopedia. Um, so you get it at my local spa? That's in pound shop. <laughs> it's not quite, it's not, it's not reached pound shop stage yet. I'm actually, I'm, I'm hoping for, do you, do you get the works in England? Is that, is that, is that just a Scottish thing? Do you get the works, like the kind of bookshops? I think so. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. That's, that, I'm still waiting for the day that my books appear in the works because that's when you know it's gone through the system and, uh, they're being discounted to like a five or a pop, so that I'm still looking forward to that day. That's when you know you've made it when when yeah. your books are in the works for a fiver. Um, but not yet. I'm going to do a Mr. Beast style video where I buy a hundred of them and go and hand them out to underprivileged youths. Thanks. Um, and they'll go watch a Game Boy and smack me over the face with it and then stab me. Um, Andy, you bought a Steam Deck yet during this podcast? No. You no. going? You going to do I it? Uh, yeah, I probably am, aren't I? Like yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. You'll annoy yourself if you don't. Well, the, the thing is, I mean, obviously, I've got a long flight next week, and it says two to five business days, and that's sort of like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that... But I'm like, if I buy it, it's just going to arrive when I leave for Heathrow, and that's going to piss me off. So <laughs> You think you've left, I don't you've know. left it too late, you think? I would do it, then. I would do it right this second. I'll yeah, yeah. finish this podcast and go and do it, because then it'll, it'll turn off the, the blaster off. Phone Gabe. Phone Gabe and be like, here, mate, can you expedite me one? Um... Yeah, the, next week we have... Oh, I can talk about a new game next week. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how I feel about it then. Um, YouTube, TikTok, search on YouTube, VGC, a lot of good stuff over there. TikTok, VGC underscore news. If you're watching the video version, you may have noticed I'm wearing this spiffy Bloodborne inspired, inspired but legally distinct uh, t-shirt. Um, we sent those over from Gambit Gaming. You can check them out. Gambit Gaming. And I didn't know they were doing this. But if you're listening to this podcast and you go to Gambit Gaming and you put VGC in the checkout, they'll give you 10% off if you want one of these Bloodborne-inspired t-shirts. I'm reserving oh. judgment until I get one. So I'll take, I'll take, your, word for it. I'll take your word for it for now. Chris, here's my review. It's a black t-shirt. It's quite comfy. That much. And, it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't stick to me. It doesn't, you don't have to do the thing where you're like pulling it and stuff. It's, it's, I wish the arms were a bit tighter so I could seem jacked. So what, so what is, it, is it a Jordan 2 out of 5 or a Jordan 5 out of 5? <laughs> it's four it's fine i can't be bothered with the argument <laughs> um you can follow us on twitter at jordan medler at scully 1888 at andy underscore platonic go and tweet at andy ask him if andy he's underscore Steam freak, uh, andy, andy underscore vgc these days uh, andy underscore platonic uh, <laughs> <laughs> go and tweet him about if he's got a steam deck yet um and yeah thanks to grant Cartcoke for the vgc podcast theme next week we'll have a big game to talk about until then, say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Welcome back, CM Punk. And we'll see you next week. I Ooh. immediately regret that Captain Tom joke. <laughs> VGC, a video games podcast, is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.